And then there's me, a broke grad student. <laughs> Doing a podcast. Oh, yeah. Hello, I am Amanda. Hola, I am Lenise. Swadika, I'm Asama. And we are the Triplicates. Welcome to the first of many episodes of the Triplicate Podcast. We are three first-generation women of color, currently in our first year of our PhD program at the University of California, San Diego, in the Division of Biological Sciences. Why triplicates, you may ask? Well, in science, you need at least three replicates to do statistics and find things like the average or standard deviation of your data. Here you have three different women, three different experiences, and thus triplicates in the experiment that is a PhD program. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to chat about anything in this episode or have suggestions for topics you'd like to hear about, we're here. You can reach us on Twitter and Instagram, both at triplicatespod or email triplicatespod at gmail.com. And if you would like to support us, you can find us on Kofi, that is ko-fi.com slash triplicatespod, and on Patreon at patreon.com slash triplicatespod. Last but not least, shout out to December and Michaela, our social media and marketing team, for keeping everything up and running. Thank you. Look at us. Oh, Look at us. I feel like I don't say that I'm a PhD student, and it just brings like substance yeah it's it's definitely a little bit heavier than saying i'm a grad student yeah yeah wow psychoanalyzing me only using grad student instead of phd student yeah phd's like it seems like a larger endeavor which it is it's like a couple more years (laughs) it's like thrice the amount of years you say thrice yep That could be our podcast name, Thrice. Thrice. Uh, <laughs> we already have the handles, guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's jokes. Okay, Asama, you were the last one to introduce yourself. Why don't you start off a little bit about your STEM story? Um, where do I start? When did you realize science was cool? I guess when I was a little kid, I thought science was cool because um, I grew up with a single mom and she was a nurse and she was always dropping knowledge she was like make sure you wash your hands make sure you don't share your drink with someone and I would be like why and why and why you know like really annoying three-year-old and turns out I learned a lot about like diseases and how like germs work and how microbes work and 20 years later here I am in a PhD program studying microbes in the middle of a pandemic in the middle of a global pandemic Uh, but like, let's give it up to female mentors, especially Ooh, mom see. mentors. Yes. Okay. The way nature comes <laughs> is about to get dragged. Uh, I'm really curious when we're going to deplatform nature. This is like not the first time that they've done something like this. Right. We just need to take the power away from them to continue to do this. I mean, you could. I mean, we could have a whole conversation about <laughs> deplatforming all journals. Yeah. And the fact that they make so much money. Yep. Off of other people's research. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, like, what do they do with the money? I, mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. very good questions. Yeah. Okay. Questions. Uh, questions on questions. Okay. So you thought science was cool. Why biology? Like, why aren't you in maybe another STEM field or why a PhD program? Why not medicine if your mom was a nurse? Yeah. I think I was 
like my first interest in STEM was in like health and diseases and how basically like how life works. And I thought that was really cool. But there was a time in high school and also like college too that I was really interested in like behavioral neuroscience and psychology. And I really like thought about going to grad school in those areas. Um, but in undergrad, I was working in this lab that did um, gut brain access research. So it had psychology, neuroscience, but also microbiology. And I had a mentor that is just like an amazing microbiologist. And I thought, wow, like this could be my life. I could be talking about bacteria to literally anyone I meet. And I just thought it was really neat. So I think, I don't know. I think I just had a really good mentor who was a microbiologist and I thought that could be me. Why am I getting emotional? <laughs> I mean, are you going to cry right no, now? No. Oh, it's, like, <laughs> it's not, but I'm like, oh, it's like, nice I don't think we've had this conversation. No, we haven't. Like, even amongst also, us. this is like not scripted. I'm like, oh my God, what am I going to say? <laughs> no, 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 the yeah. point is to not be scripted. Yeah. We don't, we don't. But really... like, is it over? Like, do you guys get to go? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I She's feel like, like I think enough about me. I agreed to do a podcast where the whole thing is talking. Yeah. I guess I don't. I'm no, like we're, we're going to rotate. We can, we can rotate. No. We can rotate. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. Lenise. Oh, my God. Yes, <laughs> when did you think science was cool? Um, so I have, I'm from California. So I've lived really close to the ocean for a lot of my life. Um, really close being maybe 30 minutes away. Not as close as one might seem definitely not as close as right now right because me and amanda go to the beach and it's only 12 oh, wait, minutes away oh let's not uh <laughs> <laughs> let's not tell anyone that oh, yeah. yeah let's not tell anyone i was <laughs> uh, um that's true <laughs> um anyways so yeah i've lived about 30 40 minutes away from the beach so i was really fascinated with the ocean um and really early on there's an aquarium near where i live I visited often when I was little. Um, My parents would take me. And then I later on ended up volunteering at the said aquarium for a couple of years. And that's kind of when I fell in love with science. In this this particular situation, it was marine science. Um, Even the little things like learning about jellies and my favorite animals, an octopus. Like learning about how like smart they are as an animal. Um, And just everything about the ocean really fascinated me. so I think that's that's when it started. My s- couple trips to the aquarium and then it ended up being a big home and a big um, reason why I pursued science in college. So cute. Do you have a favorite octopus fact that you'd like to share? A favorite what? Octopus fact? Um, a favorite octopus fact. Um, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking. No, but I can talk about an experience. So like at the aquarium, you can do animal encounters with some of the animals. And I was able to do an animal encounter with their octopus. And it's interesting um, that when you like put out your hand and they wrap their tentacles around you and then they like let go, you get kind of like octopus hickeys. Oh, <laughs> oh it's like socks. Because it's a suction cup. Oh. Yeah. Um, oh, so that's interesting. Yeah. Um, trying to think of another thing that would be cool. I think they have three hearts. If that is that the right animal? Yeah. I think so. What? I, th- I think I remember yeah. that. Why? Mm-hmm. And the plural of an octopus is octopuses, not octopi. That is a fun fact. Yeah. 
I always ask in happy hours, like, you know, our little Zoom happy hours to keep the conversation going. I am usually the one that starts asking weird questions. And I always ask, like, okay, if humans were wiped out, right? Like, we had, like, another great extinction. Dinosaurs gone, humans gone. Yeah. What would be the, like, animal to rise up, you know? Yeah. And my answer Mm -hmm. is always octopuses. Uh It's like them or dolphins would be fun, too. But... I think octopuses are so cool. I think they're so intelligent, right? They yeah. can fit inside. Oh, another. So there's only one part, one hard part of their body, which is their beak. They're mollusks. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, so as long as their beak fits into an area, they can fit their entire body into that set area. That's how they're able to like fit in. A, some people use like mason jars. Mm-hmm. They're able to fit into those mason jars. Like in Finding Dory. Yeah. Factual documentary. Finding Dory. <laughs> <laughs> what about you Amanda <laughs> is that your hosting voice <laughs> yeah. um so I think for me I grew up um my mom was also a single mom yes mom yes mom she did construction and then she did nursing so it's interesting um but so my mom was kind of always at work and it was like me and my brother and I would just we just watch a lot of discovery a lot of like Nature documentaries, but also, like, Mythbusters. I, like, loved Mythbusters. And I feel like I always say this, but, like, people don't realize how important uh, exposure to, like, the scientific method is. And, like, Mythbusters was such a fun way to do it. And it really had me thinking about, okay, like, what if you did this? What's going to happen? And, like, thinking that through. How do we test this? How do we control variables? How do we make sure we know, like, Whatever, like I learned most of my scientific method from Mythbusters and yeah, I think it's super cool. And like, I don't know, I'm really happy to be alive, I guess, when that happened because I don't know what else would have gotten me into that. Like I really liked biology because of like nature documentaries, but I watched nature documentaries and took away that I wanted to be a director of nature documentaries. Like my high school, I was in a broadcasting arts magnet program. And that was, like, what I was, like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. Did you get to do any of the nature documentary um, directing in high school? Or did no. You okay. No. It was, like, communications and broadcasting. Mm-hmm. So it was, like, a lot more news stuff. Mm-hmm. So, like, there was a newspaper. There was, like, the people that did the videos. And then there was um, yearbook. So that was, like, print journalism. And then mm-hmm. I was on a film track. So we just studied films. Like, we just watched movies, which mm-hmm. was super fun. I'd bring snacks and we just like wrote stuff about it. Like, oh, the color yellow is important in Jaws because blah, 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 blah. Yeah, we can talk about it if you want because I learned so much. It's so fun. And then we did a whole thing on just Will Smith. So we watched Will Smith's like growth as an actor. Uh-huh. Yeah. And it's like we we're talking about like being an actor and like playing yourself versus like playing a character. Like when Will Smith was in Fresh Prince, like he was just being himself. Mm right like he's just like fun like there wasn't like you know like embodying anything but then he did like Muhammad Ali and then um Pursuit of Happiness yeah and I think Seven Pounds or something I wonder if a lot of like child actors like you know their first gig on like Disney Channel or whatever is more or less themselves Miley Cyrus and then yeah and Montana they like break out yeah later I'm trying to think of who is that China and McLean I feel like Zendaya Mm-hmm. Too from like the shake it up to like euphoria transition was a big one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's huge. But yeah, um, so um, yeah, but yeah, I think it's interesting that you bring up 
like exposure to scientific method because mm-hmm. I feel like mm, I learned a little bit about it like when I was younger say like watching tv and maybe in high school but I really didn't get exposed to thinking in that way until I got involved in research um but I think it might be that I'm just more of a hands-on type of learner um so I think that's when I transitioned from just liking science to liking scientific research okay but I don't know. Do you feel the same about like when you got into research? Like, do you think that was there any shift? Yeah. So when I first started doing research, I think I was trying to do med school still. Like I thought I wanted to be a doctor, which like shout out to med people, but like not for me. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I think I think the coolest part about it that when I realized like I really enjoy this is that I would ask questions and they wouldn't have the answer. They're like, oh, we don't know. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that wasn't discouraging. It was like, what do you mean we don't know? Like, how are we finding out? Like, how are we going to figure this one out? Yeah. Um, and that was like, that's what I really enjoy about science and about research is that like, we are always sitting on the edge of knowledge and we're always trying to push that a little bit further. Yeah. With like every experiment, it's like, okay, let's see if we can figure out what this protein does or what this gene is responsible for. I don't know. That's, I think it's a little motivating to like, there's always going to be something to do. Yeah. There's always a next step when mm-hmm. you aim. Yeah. yeah. But I feel like that's what like pushes people to burn out too. Cause it's like, you can always be doing something else. Yeah. It's not like, oh, the school's done. I don't have to come in. It's like, oh, but there's, there's yeast that could be doing an experiment that I need to grow or like. Yeah. I know. Especially when you work with something like fast growing, like virus yeah. or bacteria. You're mm-hmm. always like, oh, what if I start something now and come back in eight hours and do something else? I think you get sucked into it really fast. Especially if you enjoy it. Like, it doesn't feel like work. Like, yeah. if you're like, oh, you'll never work another day in your life if you mm-hmm. do what you enjoy. It's like, yeah, but then you're going to work all the time because it's like, you like it. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's something that I'm learning. I don't know if you guys feel the same about, like, setting boundaries for yourself about, like, when you're going to be working. Um, yeah. I think I'm not the best at it yet, but, like, I talk to Amanda, I'm like, oh, no, I should be setting boundaries kind of thing. Um, and that's what's nice about having, like, friends in grad school. Um, Shout out to us. <laughs> <laughs> like, you really do get advice from everyone. Like, I really get anxious about sending emails. And these homies are just like, just do it. Just send it. <laughs> it needs to be done. Um, why, yeah. why push it off? So it's been good. This is something I haven't told them. And now I am. Well, we love podcast. saying thank you. So yeah. yeah. I think that's a wonderful note to end the show on. So let's round out our episode. Let's do some observations and run some stats on our data. The question we're asking this week is how many grad students in our study are excited for this podcast? Me, of course. Yes. Definitely second that. Definitely me too. of our PhD students in this study are excited for this podcast. And if you're also excited for this podcast, go ahead and show us some love on Twitter and Instagram at triplicatespod. And with that, obrigada. Ciao. Gracias y adios. Bye.